everybody, this is Jonathan Ogden, and you're listening to the What's Brewing Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for West Coast Bias. The show brought to you all the way from the best coast. It's the West Coast Bias, that is. Aw, yeah. Oh, time Welcome to another episode of West Coast Bias. I'm your host, Jamal Artis, coming to you from the desert out here in Sawadita, Arizona. Um, West Coast Bias is a part of the What's Brewing Network, a network of many uh, great shows. Uh, you can listen to myself chime in on um, the What's Brewing Symposium with Jake, Mike, and Bill. Um, you can hear Jake and his daughter, Megan, on the uh, the bare minimum. Uh, that's about uh, uh, Megan's experiences at Cal, and Jake as a father, um, being proud of raising a future Cal alum, I can relate, um, in terms of being a Cal alum, not raising one. Uh, and of course, there's the occasional B-team on the B-sides, or whatever they call it there on the uh, X, Twitter, whatever Elon Musk wants to call it, um, where you can hear Michael Hanna hold court and talk about everything UCLA sports. Um, so, it, obviously, this hasn't been a regular show for a while. Uh, I moved to Arizona, and so it's harder for Jake and I to get together to put together a podcast. But I figured this was a special occasion. You guys can get a solo show um, and uh, hear me and Jake um, maybe chime in a little bit on the uh, What's Brewing Symposium since uh, it's football season is over. Um, we're now into bowl season and uh, the transfer portal time. Uh, maybe he'll let me talk. Maybe we will talk a little bit about what's going on in the LA sports world. So the big story of the weekend was, of course, um, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, confirming that they are signing um, Shohei Otani, the number one free agent in this free agent class. Uh, Shohei Otani leaving the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim after six years there and confirming um, on his own that he was going to sign with the Los Angeles Dodgers after a lot of speculation, uh, a lot of brouhaha about the process, um, and even some um, false reporting on where he was going to end up, and I'll go, go into the timeline. Um, but for right now, um, <clears throat> it's just amazing. The Dodgers have pulled it off. Uh, I think this is something that's been in the works for a while. This is something that they've wanted. They tried to get Otani to come to Los Angeles when he first came over from Japan, but because they, there was no DH in the National League, it wasn't happening. Um, so, you know, now they are confirmed in signing the number one free agent. The terms are 10 years, $700 million. That's right, you heard that, $700 million. But we'll get into how that actually works, the whole contract and everything. I kind of wanted to do a timeline but just off uh, a, a little research here, I th think this is the first time that the uh, uh, MVP of a league has been uh, signed as a free agent in the, in the sub subsequent year, I, if that makes sense, um, since Barry Bonds in 1992, when he went from um, the Pittsburgh Pirates winning the MVP of the National League in 1992, and then going to uh, the San Francisco Giants um, for the following um, year. Um, I just don't quote me on that, but I think that's pretty pretty right. Um, obviously, the Dodgers have um, 
had players who were former MVPs go uh, to the team uh, and be on the team. There was at one point a couple years ago. Well, obviously Mookie Betts they traded for him, but he was not the reigning MVP. Um, who was it? Oh, they, yeah, that was the year of the MVPs. At twenty twenty one, they had Albert Pujols, Cody Bellinger, and Mookie Betts on the team. Um, but obviously that was completely different circumstances. They got what's it, uh, Pujols off the waiver wire. Um, so I'm looking, um, just kind of cursory look. Yeah, it doesn't look like there has been an MVP to switch teams um, from one year to the next. Uh, let's see. I'm still looking. I'm still looking. Bear with me. No, I know this isn't the best podcast, but no, it doesn't look. Oh, no, I could be wrong. No, it looks like. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, actually, uh, 2017 National League MVP, uh, he went to go, no, I don't think so, nope, uh, nope, he was traded, so, do, 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 the following, yeah, he was traded after his MVP season, similar to, um, Mookie Betts, but yeah, there, there really is no MVP, um, who's, uh, been signed as a free agent, uh, a lot of caveats there, but signed as a free agent the following year somewhere else since Barry Bonds back in 1993. So there we go. It's definitely the biggest signing in Dodger history. I think previous to that, I think as a free agent, they hadn't given somebody that much money since Kevin Brown to make them the highest paid player in the in the league. Um I think that was the richest contract they had signed before. I know people are going to say, well, what about Mookie? Well, Mookie they traded for and they just extended him. But even then, I don't think that made him the highest paid player. Um, and certainly of this um, Andrew Friedman era, yes, he has not gone out and gotten big-time free agents like this. And someone's going to say Freddie Freeman. Well, Freddie Freeman um, was two years removed from his MVP season um, and was, I believe, uh, already 30 years old when he signed. Um, this is, I mean, technically it's his last contract. This is what you would consider the, um, uh, Shohei Otani in his prime, his first big contract since he came over to the major leagues. Um, so, uh, totally different circumstances, but still amazing, um, uh, amazing happen, uh, not happenstance, but amazing process for the Dodgers to get the guy that they wanted. Um, and it sort of validates what happened. Over the last couple of years since the Dodgers won the World Series in 2020 in that COVID year, um, why they, I think this is, if you want an answer, is why didn't they resign Corey Seager? Why didn't they try to resign um, uh, Trey Turner? Um, why did they defer those big contracts and wait for Otani? Um, and I think that's why. I mean, that's kind of why they went dumpster diving last year uh, and sort of stayed out of free agents uh, process when all these shortstops like Trey Turner, uh, Xander Bogarts, gosh, who else? Oh, you know, the Verlander and Scherzer um, free, uh, free agent packages. Um, that I think this is why they did it is because they wanted to get Shohei Otani. They wanted to make sure they had the money for Shohei Otani. They wanted to reset the luxury cap so that um, they'd have some spending room, not only for Shohei Otani but for other um, free agents or possible um, trade um, trades that they can make in this off season. I want to talk about the uh, the process or the timeline, I guess, more of a timeline. So last week, um, at the beginning of the week, there was the whole um, Dave Roberts coming out and saying honestly that they had met with Otani, I believe, last Friday. 
And there was a lot of controversy about that. A lot of people were kind of like, what did you do? You know, like uh, like Tommy Boy, um, where it's like uh, part of the reason was because Otani wanted to um, keep this these negotiations private. He didn't want anything coming out in the public about what exactly was agreed to or their meetings. I don't know. Nobody really knows what it was that he didn't want coming out, but he, the speculation was that he wanted things private, um, didn't want anything leaking, didn't want anything uh, leaking out to the media. And it's it, everybody jumped on Dave Roberts, basically saying he hurt the Dodgers process because um, of the privacy that Otani had been explicit about. Um, although it was kind of silly because everybody knew he had met with the Giants. Um, everybody knew that the uh, Blue Jays were um, heavy into negotiations with him. These team names were coming out. I believe there's uh, when the Yankees traded for Juan Soto, uh, Socket Padres. Um, the it kind of was speculated that that kind of took him out of the Otani sweepstakes. Uh, there there was just a lot of media around his. Um, free agency that was already out there that it seemed kind of silly that everybody was dumping on Dave Roberts basically saying that they had met that the team and Otani had met which everybody had already been reporting and assuming anyway Um, so that's what started the week off and then Friday um, JP Hoonstra who's formerly of the Southern California media group which is like the Pasadena newspaper um, was it the LA Daily News um, what's the one in Anaheim? I forget the Orange County Register. It's a group of papers, basically. Um, he had been the beat writer for the Dodgers for many, many years. He had actually written a book that I have, um, chronicling 50 greatest games in Dodger history. Um, and he reported for Dodger Nation, which is an independent, um, blog slash, um, social media slash, uh, YouTube and podcast group, similar to what's, what's Bruin Network. Um, obviously from a Dodgers perspective solely, um, he reported that it was a done deal. He was going to Toronto, uh, and I think it was um, John Morosi, um, an uh, a MLB beat writer, covers Major League Baseball, um, I think for MLB.com or maybe Sports Illustrated. He was also saying that he had heard similar things. Uh, he had heard the same thing, that it was a done deal. He was going to Toronto. Um, there was a private plane that was tracked going from Orange County to Toronto's International Airport, and everybody speculated that that was um, that was uh, Otani was on it, and that there was going to be a press conference that evening around 6 p.m. Toronto time, uh, and so that was it for the the Dodgers. They had missed out the, all the planning, everything had missed out. The only problem with that timeline um, was that by the time it was three in the afternoon. Uh, Pacific time, no press conference had been made. Um, almost an hour after those initial tweets had, been, had gone out saying that Otani was going to go to Toronto, um, the, I think there was a couple of local guys who covered the Blue Jays were saying they hadn't heard anything. As far as they knew, um, there was uh, nothing to the reporting um, that, yes, Toronto had met with Otani, that, yes, there was some sort of negotiation, but nothing had been finalized. And then... Um, for those um, baseball Twitter folks, um, Bob Nightingale, our hero, um, was kind of like the bugaboo, the guy who the was the cooler of any sort of story. If he says, you know, if the Dodgers have a 20-game win streak, he says 
And the next day he chimes in that the Dodgers could get to 21. Everybody just assumes it's over, that the win streak is over. If, um, um, oh, I don't know, if there's a no-hitter going on and he reports it, then everybody just assumes that the no-hitter is done. Um, you know, so he's kind of like the cooler of Major League Baseball. He said that Otani was not on a plane to Canada, that his sources telling him he was still in Southern California, and everybody's, um, you know, the light bulb popped up over everybody's head, and that made made it seem like the Toronto thing wasn't a real deal, um, and then it was sort of reported that way that the Toronto thing was never um, something that was going to be announced, um, that whatever was leaked was false information. And so we went on, and it felt like, oh boy, please just make your decision. We don't care if it's Toronto. We don't care if it's the Dodgers. We don't care if you're going back to Japan. Just make a decision. Because essentially, it, it pretty much any team in um, negotiations with Otani or considered part of the sweepstakes, they're putting their whole offseason on hold until they can figure out whether he signed with them or not. So obviously with the Dodgers, it's a big thing. You know, they're coming off a 100-win season, but another terrible October where they got swept by the low, lowly uh, Diamondbacks who went on to go to the World Series. But still, you know, l- low expectation for the team. Um, a lot of big changes. Um, so this everything riding on Otani, or at least moving on from Otani and getting things together and having your plan be and all that stuff. Um, so Saturday morning, no Otani news. No Otani news, and then boom, Otani, Shohei Otani went on his own Instagram and using what I assume was Google uh, images, uh, pulled up uh, the plainest uh, LA uh, Dodgers logo he could find and basically said he was signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, And then the news came out confirming what he had said and that it was 70 no, excuse me, $700 million for 10 years. Um, the biggest deal in baseball history, obviously the biggest deal in Dodgers history, their biggest free agent signing. Like I said, since, I don't know, since they made Kevin Brown the uh, number one uh, played, p- p- the number one paid player in baseball back in, uh, I think it was 1999. Um, and probably the biggest free agent acquisition of a, of uh, everyday players since Daryl Strawberry back in 1990. Um, certainly um, big, big news for the team. And then just about half an hour ago, um, it was made official that the Dodgers had signed them. They put out a couple of tweets, uh, one with like sort of, a, I guess what would be their press release, and then another this uh, anime, anime um, edit, uh, edited looking gra- uh uh, video, um, you know, showing Otani as an anime character and making it official. And, um, and then the Angels tweeted out their thank you for six seasons. So it's official, official. Uh, Otani has signed with the the Dodgers. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Um, and um, it's just a big, big deal um, for the Dodgers as an organization and certainly um, puts a big bullseye on them. But for right now, Dodger fans can rejoice. Um that he is going to be part of their team. Let's not forget that Shohei Otani, as of two weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, is the reigning 
uh, American League MVP. He won't be playing in the American League anymore, but nonetheless. Uh, and it's also his second MVP since he's gotten to uh, Major League Baseball. Let me just run off a few things from his resume as a Major League Baseball player. Uh, AL Rookie of the Year, a three-time All-Star, two-time MVP now, uh, two-time MLB first team. Um, somehow he's MLB second team t- twice, too, in the same year. I don't know how that makes sense. A two-time Silver Slugger Award winner, a uh, three-time Edgar Martinez Award winner. That goes to the best DH in baseball. He led the American League home runs last year. Uh, he led the American Leagues in triples in 2021. Uh, in the, in the, right before the season started, he, was, he led uh, Japan to the World Baseball Classic Championship, was the MVP of the of the tournament and was part of the all world baseball classic team um essentially the dodgers are getting the best player in baseball um he's able to pitch he's able to um, to hit he's one of the fastest players in baseball it's uh quite amazing that they're adding this guy to a hundred win team um and uh you know he's somebody who can do two things uh, uh for the game now he is he did have Tommy John surgery um it's the second one so we're he's not going to pitch but regardless um the fact that he's not pitching next year um we'll see if he's able to pitch when he comes back and uh as a pitcher in 2025 but for all things uh, considered it looks like he will be um playing in the lineup next year um because Tommy John surgery doesn't affect the DH, he can still swing even after a few months. We don't know when he'll start, but he can still swing even after a few months um, after after surgery. Uh, it's just amazing. <clears throat> I mean, he hit the longest home run uh, last year, a 493-foot home run, longest home run of the season. It, it's just crazy. Uh, there's so many accolades that this player has, and the fact that he's going to the Dodgers is just crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy. Um, he was fifth in runs created, um, uh, in the league that he was number one in war, uh, OPS, OPS plus all these uh, categories that, um, you know, that just, uh, show you what a talent he has at the plate and he's going to be in a lineup for sure that we know of with, uh, uh, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, um, those are your top four players right now, uh, hitters in the lineup. Um, it's just the Dodgers are going to have this guy for the next 10 years. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, and uh, and then before the official announcement was made, there was all these stories coming out, um, or at least reported, about how much of the money is going to be deferred. So you think, well, a uh, 10 years, $700 million. Well, that's $70 million a year. But the truth of the matter is he's going to defer for the first 10 years of his contract $68 million a year. So what ends up happening is um, his contract is closer to what looks like about a $43 million a year because of this, the interest on this deferred uh, I believe a five percent deferred contract. Um, so the contract's worth is more like four thirty because of um, the conclusion of the deal to be paid out from twenty thirty four to twenty forty three is this banked money basically that's going to be paid out. Um, so the Dodgers won't be on the hook. So at forty three million dollars, um, really is what he's getting paid um, a, a year due to the deferment of everything. Um, once you consider the interest on, on the contract, that means 
um, that the Dodgers will have space to make more moves. They need starting pitching. Um, right now, Clint Kershaw is not signed. Um, he's had sur- shoulder surgery. He does. It's not known whether he'll pitch again next year. He said he's he's hoping to get back sometime in the summer. Even if he does pitch, Walker Bueller, um, it was reported uh, about a week ago, isn't going to be ready for the beginning of the season like they thought they were coming off the second um, Tommy John surgery. Um, you know, you got rookies like Bobby Miller and Emma Sheehan uh, in the starting lineup uh, in the, uh, as starting pitchers that came on last year and helped the team, but were not the best um, and certainly don't have as much experience being starters. You need a frontline starters. And the, there's this is a frontline starter market right now. You guys got like Blake Snell, who just won the Cy Young at, um, for the San Diego Padres. You got... Um, um, Yamamoto, a player from Japan, 25-year-old pitcher from Japan who's commanding a lot of attention. Um, there's a possible trade for Tyler Glass now, a pitcher for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that um, Andrew Friedman knows um, very well. Uh, there are just guys out there. There's um, Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox. There's moves to be made, um, surely for the Dodgers still. And the fact that this money is going to be deferred gives them a lot more flexibility than if they were really paying out $70 million a year. Um, against their, uh, against their, um, uh, I guess the luxury tax situation in baseball. That uh, it, you know, the fact that he was willing to do this for any team, and the fact that he's doing willing to do this for the Dodgers is just great because there's some. Uh, the Dodgers have a lot of resources. They have a lot of depth in their minor league system where they can put together a trade package. They have the money. They have flexibility because of this deferment, these deferments of his salary. That it's. They're just in a good position to keep doing more than just um, putting all their eggs in one basket with Shohei Otani. So, a uh, great move for the Dodgers, like I said. Um, Dodger fans should be happy. I mean, it almost guarantees um, somebody um, I heard on the radio was asking what kind of their window they have. And if you think about it, it's a window where they can have um, Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani, and... Um, and uh, um, uh, Freddie Freeman, that's at least through Freddie Freeman's contracts, that's four more years. Moogie Betts is signed for, I believe, another, let's see, he signed in 2000, so it's 2001, two, three, four, six years for, of Mookie um, and and 10 years of um, of uh, Otani. It's just, it's just pretty awesome. Um, it's pretty awesome um, what kind of window. And, you know, if any of those guys gets hurt or or has to walk away from the game you know they'll have the resources you know know they'll have the resources to go find another player uh another frontline guy that's the thing that this flexibility allows them uh uh this this allows them uh the chance to uh um, continue to be successful in building the team um and um remaining contenders for a very long long time um uh other stuff that came out about this whole otani thing uh otani wears seven number 17 um he's going to continue to wear it because the current dodger who's wearing is joe kelly who signed his contract uh one year i think eight million dollars to stay with the team in the bullpen uh he deferred to the team in a and um in a hilarious sort of campaign his wife said that uh, her husband was willing to walk away from being number 17 on the team um, so that Otani could have it. And then she posted a funny tweet, um, was it real on Instagram, um, showing what she was doing with all of uh, 
um, Kelly's old uh, uh, number 17 jerseys, uh, as, he, as he's now chosen number 99. Um, so it, it, it's pretty funny. You should look up the reel on Instagram. Um, in terms of um, what other people are saying about this, a lot of people were mad that the Dodgers could even do this. Um, pay that much money for one player, and then they were even more mad tonight as the new story came about these deferrals. And by the way, this, this, the Dodgers aren't the only team to use this kind of deferral system. The most famous example is Bobby Bonilla, who's been paid, um, I think, one point something million dollars a year since 1992 until 2022, maybe. No, it was over 25 years, so... I mean, he's going to get paid until 2027. Somebody always tweets out about Bobby Bonilla Day because he gets his deferred payment um, on a certain date and has since 1992. I mean, that's the point. Um, he did it. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. did it. Of course, nobody talked about it. Ken Griffey Jr. did it. Uh, most recent example is Max Scherzer being able to do that. I believe his Washington Nationals um, contract um Takes them to, to you know a long time. Basically, being able to use this deferral system. So essentially, people are upset, not because of the of a rule that's been there forever. It's because the Dodgers used it to great effect um, to to um, to sign the best player in baseball. And also, you know, like I, I think I quickly mentioned, this was not just something that Otani was um, willing to do just with the Dodgers. Every team was given this. Uh, uh, every team was given the same opportunity um, uh, that's being reported was that Otani w wanted to have flexibility. He wanted to make money, but he also knew that um, uh, teams need flexibility um, to avoid these luxury, luxury taxes um, to, in order to do, um, in, in order to contend. So he's willing to do that with Toronto. He's willing to do that with any other team that he met. Um, but the Dodgers just use it to better effect. Um, it's the richest contract in sports and it's deserved. You're talking about somebody who can play, he can hit like Ruth and pitch like Ruth. I mean, that's how good he is. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sorry if that upsets you guys who aren't Dodger fans, but suck it, suck it, Michael Hanna. And, uh, your, your sorry angel team couldn't figure out how to win with two best p players in baseball. Uh, your owner sucks, and uh, it's not the Dodgers' fault. Uh, <laughs> so um, enough about that, I guess. Uh, I've now spoken 25 minutes about Otani. Um, you, and um, There obviously will be more noise coming from the Dodgers. Like I said, they're not done. They need, they need pitching. They probably need another um, bat in the lineup, preferably a, a permanent left fielder. Um, so there's stuff that they can do. That uh, last bit was, uh, I guess, sponsored by Bullet Bourbon. Uh, Bullet Bourbon since 1890. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I thought since uh, as part of the What's Brewing uh, network um, on the Bruin Symposium, we drink because um, that's what men do um, in order to discuss all things UCLA. So I thought for tonight I would um, shout out and celebrate with a little of Bullet Bourbon. It's my favorite bourbon. Um uh, and for this occasion, I, I throw up a cheers for all the, all the listeners and all the Dodger fans who listen. Um, Shoei Otani is going to be a Dodger for the next 10 years. Drink it up. Enjoy it. And this uh, bullet bourbon is, uh, is for you guys. Um, the big, other big story of, the, of, the, of, the, of Saturday, this, 
this whole Otani news stuff came out on Saturday, was that the Los Angeles Lakers went undefeated in the NBA in-season basketball tournament and won the inaugural NBA Cup. That's right, they went 7-0. and They played in the final against the Indiana Pacers. Um, they won that game. They got 41 from uh, Anthony Davis, who was a monster. They got 28 points from... Um, uh, Austin Reeves, and they got double-digit points from uh, LeBron James to take the uh, the trophy uh, in its inaugural season. It was a neutral court final. It was played in Las Vegas, but it was televised in ESPN, and the Lakers were pretty awesome, and they've been awesome for the last couple of uh, weeks. I believe they're 5-1, and one, or they might be 6-0, and oh, since they got... Um, uh, since they got uh, Jared Vanderbilt back, um, since he's played, the their defensive rating is the best in basketball, somewhere around like 114.8, I believe it was. Um, and they've averaged giving up only 99 points uh, to their opponents. So obviously defense has been the, uh, the hallmark of the Lakers lately. The semifinal in Vegas was against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, and they destroyed them by over 40 points, I believe it was. Um, or, my, uh, or at least they were leading by 40, over 40 points and, and um, uh, ended up winning by like 33 or something like that. But basically a defensive um, uh, stand against them. And then on um, Saturday, they beat the Pacers, and the Pacers are the number one offensive team in of the NBA and the Lakers held them to their lowest point total of the season at 102. Um, so the Lakers have improved. Um, they've looked better since they've gotten healthy. They're currently 14 and nine um, because the final didn't count. Um, sorry, they kept the Pacers to 109, but I think they averaged 123 points, 124 points uh, overall uh, offensively. But um, don't quote me on that. But yeah, the final did not count in the standing. So even though the Lakers have won 15 games this season, they're only 14 and 9. But that places them firmly in a playoff position. They are currently um, fifth, um, but they are just half a game back of the third place Mavericks and Denver Nuggets, who are in third and fourth because they lead their division. And um, let's see, they are. Um, one and a half games back of Oklahoma City for second in the Western Conference. Um, just, um, um, you know, the Lakers have surely turned things around um, for themselves. Um, you know, they started off okay, and then they've um, won seven of their last ten games. Again, the final game did not count in the standings. I don't know why every game in the tournament did except the final game. Maybe, I, I honestly don't know. It's kind of a silly little tournament, but they're on a three-game winning streak. Like I said, they've won five out of six games since Jared Vanderbilt came back. They're got gr- more good news this week. Um, uh, uh, they're signing from um, Gabe Vincent. They're signing from their one of their big off-season signings um, is going to be supposedly is supposed to be back for their game against the Knicks at home on December 18th. So right now the Lakers will play tomorrow against the Mavs, a team they've already lost to. Um, and then they play the Spurs back-to-back, similar to last year. They play them back-to-back over Thanksgiving weekend. And this year they're playing them back-to-back 
um, in San Antonio. So Laker fans will be able to see um, um, Wembenyama. I I can't remember anybody's name. Um, uh, What's his first name? Uh, Victor Wembenyama. Um, was having a decent rookie season, so the, the Laker fans will be able to watch those games um, as the Lakers face the Spurs back-to-back on the road before they get the Knicks at home, um, uh, you know, um, to face. Uh, like I said, they'll be getting um, uh, Gabe Vincent back, uh, who's been hurt um, for with a, a knee problem. but uh, And he's supposed to be one of their... Better defenders help him out with that again. I mean, with between Rui Hachimura coming back from um, his facial injury to um, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, who came back after missing the beginning part of the season, uh, the Lakers are starting to look a lot like that playoff team where defense was the foundation. And then you had guys like Austin Reeves, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James, who's still doing great things at uh, at his age, um, um, working... Uh, on the offensive side and playing bully ball. I mean, they really bullied the Pacers. Like I said, best offense team in basketball, um, reduced to 109 points on a neutral site. Um, and then a 40 point shellacking of the Pelicans beating the Suns before that, beating up on the Rockets before that. I mean, they just, they've put strung together some good games here. Um, and they have a chance to really move up in the standings with games against the Spurs, who are only 3-19. and They got the Bulls. Most of these games are on the road. That's the only problem. Um, where the Lakers have not been very good this year, but um, they're not playing very good teams on the road um, coming up. So it'll be interesting to see how, how they do um, going into that Christmas uh, game against the Boston Celtics at home. So Lakers seem to be doing well uh, on the tournament. Um LeBron won the MVP, of course. Um, he and Anthony Davis were unanimously um, put on uh, on the all-tournament team. And um, it was also reported today that the the team is looking to celebrate the win by, uh, by hanging a banner uh, 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 hanging a banner to commemorate the win. Um, it looks like it won't be like a full-fledged banner. It will be like the first, I think the way it was described, so it'll be like the first um, of many kind of banners or something like a unique banner. And then they'll just add the, the years that they've won it, basically. So the, it won't be a banner for every year they won. They'll just, every time they win an in-season tournament, they'll uh, put um, they'll put the year on there. So... Um, I think it's okay to celebrate it. They celebrated a little bit afterwards. Obviously, there was a trophy ceremony. The players got medals, kind of like European football soccer style, where the individual players get medals, and then the team gets to collect a trophy. Um, very similar to what they do in uh, FIBA, the um, International Basketball um, Association. Um, so it'll be interesting uh, it is interesting how some fans, you know, are saying it doesn't matter. It's, but the players were interested. Um, it was very competitive. The games were, they were very good games. Uh, the Pacers beat the Bucks to get into the final um, after a very good game. They had beaten the Celtics before that. So um, it'll be interesting to see going forward how how well received this tournament is going forward. Um, I, I know they might do some tweaks like. Um, they might not do the neutral court thing, which I think kind of worked. Um, obviously, if 
Vegas gets a um, a franchise, um, it'll be different then. Um, you know, there's only 30 teams, so once they expand to 32 teams, maybe they can do do the um, seedings and brackets a little different. I know this this year they um, I think they had to do five teams of of six and and decide the seating deciding the seedings uh, the tiebreakers made it difficult. Um, so once they go to 32, then they can be, go to four teams, and then it's a little little different in terms of uh, how it comes out. More like uh, like the World Cup that of soccer and and uh, other um, what do you call it uh, Champions League other sort of uh, soccer related tournament in season tournaments that get done but we'll see we'll see how what the future holds but for right now the Lakers are the inaugural champion there's nothing you can do about that nothing will change they played a great tournament they went undefeated uh, they beat all the teams that were in front of them and they um, they've sort of gelled a little bit better here and have a chance to continue to move up the ladder and um, and see where they are a uh, little perspective. LeBron said it was it's still December. You can't gauge what this means for June or I guess April, May, and June when the um, when the uh, NBA playoffs start. Um, but certainly, I think when healthy, this team is one of the contenders in a wide open uh, NBA. Um, a little bit more LeBron news. His son Bronny James made his debut with the USC uh, Trojan basketball team. Um, he missed the first 10 games due to uh, heart. Um, it's not a defect, I guess, because it was taken care of. But uh, in the off season, while working out, he did um, go into cardiac arrest um, for uh, undiagnosed um, heart condition, um, congenital heart condition that was never diagnosed. Um, but um, thankfully, he survived and was taken care of medically, and he was able to come back this year to play for his team as a freshman. He only had four points, came off the bench, um, but it was very celebrated. I think the L.A. community, the Laker community, was very happy for LeBron. He had said he wanted to be there for his his son's first game, and, and he was. Thankfully, they, were, they won the tournament, and he was there the next day to see him play and make his debut with his college team. Um, I believe LeBron has talked about it. it's the first person in his family to go to college, so he's very proud of his son. And um, it's very nice that he got to be there for his first game and that, um, you know, everybody was excited for what they saw. USC lost in overtime. I know the guys um, that we do the What's Bruin Symposium are probably much happier about that. I think it would have been fun for them to win. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was a nice moment for LeBron, his family. And certainly, you know, I can say very happy that Bronny uh, was able to get out there and play college basketball um, which was uh, something he wanted to do and um, that he's in th- the good health that he is in order to do it. So uh, I think that'll be it for me. Um, listen for the What's Bruin um, Symposium. I'm sure we're going to talk about the bowl games. Uh, UCLA is going to be playing on the, don't quote me, 18th, I want to say. The LA, I mean, I guess it's, is it still the LA? I guess it's the Jimmy Kimmel Presents LA Bowl, um, hosted by Rob Gronkowski, Gronk. Uh, UCLA will be playing Boise State. My alma mater will be playing the same day um, in Shreveport, Louisiana, in the Independence Bowl. They'll be playing, oh gosh, who are they going to be playing? Texas Tech. Yeah, two six and six teams playing Texas Tech, um, playing against Texas Tech. Yeah, both on the 16th, so this coming Saturday. So I'm sure, I'm sure we'll discuss that um, um, the guys and I on the What's Bruin Symposium about uh, their predictions for the bowl season 
and predictions for uh, UCLA. And, of course, we'll talk more about what's going on in the portal. And uh, I would imagine Jake will have his daughter Megan on when she's home for Christ- Christmas break, the winter break, um, to talk about all things uh, uh, University of California, Berkeley. Go Bears. Um, and like I said, um, hopefully um, he and I will at, at one point get to be able to get together and do a joint podcast and discuss LA sports. Um, but for right now, we might be getting some more solo shows. And as, of course, as we're into the silly season of baseball, um, talking about what what else is going on um, with Dodger moves. And I guess what will happen with the Angels. So some speculation as to what the Angels will do now whether they'll trade Mike Trout eventually, either in the offseason or in the regular season, depending on how things are going. Um, Their GM said that they weren't going to trade Mike Trout, but if Mike Trout asked for a trade, I mean, why wouldn't you? What else do you have there? Um, You might as well get the most of that you can get for uh, trading one of your best players in franchise history to at least start rebuilding because at the moment um, it's a dumpster fire down there, especially with the news of Otani leaving for nothing. That's right, folks. Uh, they are not getting anything for uh, Otani because they didn't trade for him when they could have. Uh, the only thing they'll get is some compensatory pick, not even the regular draft, uh, MLB draft. It'll be some compensatory pick in some other part of the draft, but not not in the regular draft. So, And it, and it won't even be in the first round if the Dodgers have a first-round pick. It'll be in the round after the whatever whatever they decide the pick is. So, yeah, not good. Not good for the Angels, the other team, um, to watch their best player, uh, the face of their franchise, frankly, um, ghost them for the last month and then go off and sign as a free agent with the team up the freeway. Um, So Angels fans will still get a chance to watch Otani. It's just he'll be wearing blue for the next 10 years. All right, so that's enough for me. Thanks for listening. And as always... We're the West Coast. We're the best coast. We are West Coast Bias. West Coast Bias. Dude, bro, we place a ball on the West Coast.